What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. If, if you're in the U.S. and you're celebrating. <laughs> and you celebrate. Happy 4th of July. Um, I'm no longer a fan of 4th of July. Or any holiday that involves fireworks. I would say not after what happened to your dogs. Oh, my God. My poor dog. He's 15 years old. And he cannot handle... It sounded like we were, like, it literally sounded like we were in the middle of a war zone. I don't know. People, people be crazy with the fireworks. But they were doing it until four in the morning. Mm. And I'm, for two nights in a row, and I'm like, oh my God, I get that we live in a low income area technically, but Jesus Christ, (laughs) like, what are you doing to me? My poor dog's like rolling on the ground. He was buried under a blanket. Oh, I couldn't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm over this holiday. Um, I had, I worked yesterday on a house, and then I had a Bloody Mary, and then I came home, and I went to bed. That was what I did yesterday. <laughs> so it's not very interesting. Um... I don't really have anything interesting. Gianna Darling's new book came out today. Um, you know what you're going to be doing afterwards. Oh, yeah. Besides well, I have writing. To, I have to write. <laughs> so there's that. But, yeah, her new book came out, which was super exciting. Um, so I already downloaded it. <laughs> so I'm excited to surprise, read it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> what? I said surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, I've already downloaded it. So I'm excited. Um and then yeah um that's about it for me I don't think I've really been up to anything else honestly I've just been working trying to do that kind of thing so yeah that's it for me what about you um we are not much really uh tomorrow is release day for Emily McIntyre for Beneath the Surface which is her final book in the Sugar Lake series which if you have not read Beneath the Stars Beneath the Stands and Beneath the Hood please go do so the books are amazing um she is releasing that tomorrow she will also be here in about two weeks to come hang out with us and talk about Beneath the Surface super fun she is a firecracker of a person I enjoy talking to her on the she commented on my picture about my dog, and I was like, oh, these poor animals. Going um, through it. I know. Everybody's dogs are going through it, man. Um, what else? I think that's really... Uh, Samantha Lind is releasing Nothing But Love on uh, July 8th. Um, I think that's it for right now because there's not much happening because of the holiday weekend but yeah that's about it on my end all right then well I guess we're just gonna hop right on into the episode today um we are talking to somebody that Stevie found on our and I'm really excited about this because um for those who don't know Ellie McLove is a editor she owns my brother's editing um she also is the creator of love in vegas love in 
well, I should just say 11 book signings. Like, that's <laughs> what she does. Um, she has an awesome amount of merch on her website, and I need all of it. For real. Um, she's just overall a really fun person, so we're really excited to get her on here to talk about her career a little bit and talk about all the signings that she has coming up and just, you know, have a little fun. I, oh, I just lit up my whole face. Um, I'm super excited to talk to her. I think it's gonna be great, but um, yeah, let's just hop right on into it. Thank you so much for joining us. We are super excited to have you. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Hey. <laughs> um, where are you from? Is the weather good where you're at? Because listen, the past like few times we've talked to people, it's either been like storming, insane heat wave, something crazy. So I'm in Colorado, Boulder area, Boulder, Denver area. And it's nice today, but like yeah. we literally have had hurricanes like every week. And I'm like, we're inland. How do we get hurricanes? <laughs> oh what is what is up with the weather? It's so weird. No, like okay, so I we have a friend. We have a few friends in Canada, and they've been like, it is the hottest it has ever been in the history of Canada, <laughs> in like the past yeah. like few months. It's like, what is up? And then then like Texas got snow way back when. It's like, what is happening? Yep. The weather's all fucked up. Global warming. Pandemic. And Dude, it's just like the world just fucking hates us right now it's just one thing it after is. another um I love Colorado I just saw Colorado like I just visited Colorado a little while like a, like before the pandemic happened or like right it was so during I, the pandemic not no it was like yeah it was during we the were locked down how'd you get no, in here there was no way that I got in that's what I was about to say so it was like I guess it was after it was wasn't after- it your birthday last year like right before yeah so I guess it was like when everyone the borders started opening like when everything started opening and like people were allowing people back in and you had to do like 9,000 different things to be able to get inside of the new state but yeah, yeah. like here's my firstborn yeah for real like for real so but we had, had the here's ticket. my organ yeah literally you can have a kidney I just want to go to Denver for real though right we had we had bought the tickets in like January so it was like before COVID was even like existent okay so we had bought the tickets in January and we were like fuck we're gonna have to like reschedule this entire trip we're not gonna be able to go and then they were like they opened the borders and they were like yeah if you want to fly you just have to like have a test and like all of these things and like be quarantined and I was like we're gonna fucking do it so we did it um but we literally we literally stayed up in like uh we were we stayed in Denver and the, but then we stayed like we traveled and like drove like all the way across the state. I think I literally saw every single inch of Colorado is possible. I'm like, impressed. Gosh. I haven't even, and I'm a native. <laughs> no, it's not like we, we drove like on these like interstates. Like I just Googled like long road trips in Denver, in like Colorado. And we just drove all up and down. <laughs> It was amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was so fun. It was amazing. I was like, I the whole time. It was a good time. And now, and the thing is, is like, I live in, I lived in Virginia and uh, I'm pro cannabis, but uh, I live in Virginia and they just legalized it in July. Like oh, July nice. 1st. Congrats. 
Yeah, but I moved to Welcome North Carolina. Welcome to the 2000s. No, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just moved to North Carolina like two, three months ago, and now Virginia legalized it, and I was like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. <laughs> you gotta be fucking shitting me. All right, so anyways, um, so we're super excited to have you on. Um, so I guess we'll just jump right into questions with you. What made you want to get involved in like to the indie author community, like be an editor? Like, where did that come from? I think, um, I think I was kidnapped. You can't, okay. All right. I mean, it's not, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Not I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like the first, I don't know if you guys went to it. The first Vegas naughty mafia was all mm-hmm. like indies. Yeah. It was um, like Michelle Valentine and Kristen Proby and Kelly Maine and Emily Snow. Okay. And they did, uh, they had like a Saturday signing only and it was so crazy popular. Like, right, it was the first Vegas signing. It was the first like huge indie thing. Like they knocked it out of the park. They did such a good job. But um, at the time it was so popular that they needed to add a second day in. So they invited... And God, I hope these other bloggers don't hate me because I can't remember who all was involved. But they invited like four blogs to like host Sunday's yeah. signing to add more authors and more events and whatever. And I would happen to just be one of them. I have no idea why they liked me or wanted me to be involved in that. Um, so then that's how I got to meet like a ton of the authors and a ton of the bloggers and readers. And then yeah. all of a sudden... I don't know I was like editing and I've edited for years yeah for years and years and years but I don't honestly I must have been super stoned because I just don't remember Uh (laughs) I don't remember the conversation or like the step that like was like hey I edit and yeah you were high. like I woke up one day and I was like oh dude I'm editing for people <laughs> you're just abducted by aliens at one point just like yeah that whole that whole it's thing. like 2020 like that year's like gone <laughs> same with me getting into editing it's just like it happened yeah we just know it happened we don't know how we got here but we're here and that's what matters so yeah. I guess prior to like editing obviously you were in the indie you were a blogger so like wh- like when did you start reading like when did you start reading like indie authors or I guess like you just do the whole process of when you started reading in general mm-hmm. well I don't know how old are you when you start reading I don't, I don't know I mean I like five I mean, I was like that kid on vacation, you know, when your parents are like, you can only take this many books. Like, I'm only spending this much money on books for you to take on a trip. Like, I just remember that at a very young age. Yeah. But I do have to say Twilight was probably where I got, like, kickstarted again. Yeah. Right? Because life happens and you go to school and have households and full-time jobs and whatever. But I want to say Twilight was probably where, like, start getting into it again and right and then amazon starts going like oh if you like twilight you will like this yeah. and then all of a sudden i'm like <laughs> uh, you know with a spreader bar reading 50 shades of gray and you're like whoa <laughs> like, we have escalated so yeah <laughs> yeah no i think so so <laughs> i think it's so funny how like because i feel like most people have like the same well i feel like most people 
in like this age group have like kind of similar stories right like you start reading right. when you're young and you're just reading like you know like the babysitter's club and just like you know normal reads right and then, and you then all of a sudden you're like wait a sex swing okay <laughs> you're like Look, what is that <laughs> you're like a sadistic dom who has like own like loves only oh all right I mean I'm here for kind of I mean yeah. like yeah it's just like we escalated so quickly and I feel like Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey were such like they're like a catalyst for not only mm-hmm. just like romance genre in general but for authors in the romance genre and for bloggers to feel like comfortable enough to be like yo I read sex and I books, read this okay you know like it's fine well, and it's funny because right when erica wrote 50 shades erica el james wrote 50 shades of gray right she it was right at the cusp of kindle and um barnes and nobles thing nook yeah came out right so like women in general were able to read these scandalous porn books yeah right and nobody ever knew what they were reading because we were all like you know, reading on this. (laughs) Right. And nobody knew. You could be like, oh, I'm reading Pride and Prejudice. Meanwhile, you know, we're reading about (laughs) Christian Grey, like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No. And that's, and that's the thing is I tell people all the time. It was like before, I feel like before Fifty Shades of Grey and like Twilight and all that, I feel like you're like you look at your grandma's shelf and she's got like the fabio books like with the the the, like on their shelf right and those were like the no-no books they were like i just learned they're called blue cover books oh did you guys know that i did not know that i did not know that either i called them fabio i mean i knew they were like harlequin but i mean one of us is gonna have to like google why or some somebody's listening to this being like you guys are a bunch of dumb shits this is why but yeah but yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that I just remember when I taught like when my mom I don't know I wasn't like secretive about bed editing but I wasn't real open with like my family like what types of books I edited just because yeah. it was still in that weird phase where people quote unquote judged you for what you were reading writing editing yeah. right and I just remember when she found out she was like oh so you edit blue cover books and I was like whatever that is but okay I mean usually they have a hot naked man on the front but I mean um, yes no (laughs) I so I will never so Wattpad was a thing do you know you know what Wattpad is yeah yeah so I'm younger than Stevie and so Wattpad was I guess kind of like my catalytic moment like I liked Twilight but I mean, I like, okay, so I started with Wattpad and I should not have been reading the shit I was reading on Wattpad at that time, (laughs) but I was anyway. And all Wattpad was, was just a bunch of smut. Like it was like fan fictions and smut. And that was all I was reading. It's like, how dirty can we get how fast? Oh yeah. And it's like, how (laughs) dirty can we get before Wattpad takes the story down? Like for real, like it was bad. And so after Wattpad, I started to, uh, I think it was... I think it was J.R. Ward's Dark Lover, like her Dark yeah. Lover series, right? And I was like, oh, fuck Twilight. I was like, Twilight's not got shit on this list. I was like, damn. Right? Like, no kids need sex ed in school. Like, let yeah. us just give them books. <laughs> they will learn. But it, oh, God. You guys are TikTokers, right? Yeah. I 100% are. feel like TikTok is like the new Wattpad, the new Kindle, the new like, right? Because yeah. all the authors are hitting it hard. And I'm like, oh, my God. These Gen Zers are picking this up and being like, oh, that's what sex is about? Okay. Yeah, like, I feel like TikTok has taught me more than any schooling ever has. 
I've learned so much on TikTok. It's insane. Totally. I mean, but, and the recipes on there. Come on. Oh, I know, right? It's insane. It's the TikTok I pasta. I love I, it. I'm addicted to that shit. The I make that. pasta? Yeah, the no, TikTok no. pasta. The pasta chips. Have you guys oh, seen that yet? Yes, yes, yes. I want to try Legit. it. Legit. So try fucking it. good. But yeah, so, but I'll never forget, like, so I think it was after I read those and then Twilight, I started, I read, I mean, I read Fifty Shades of Grey and my grandmother, right? So my grandma, I had read them all, read all three of them. And then I came over to the house, we're having like a barbecue or something. She was like sitting on the couch and I saw these, like, I saw the books on the shelf. Like I saw the, like on the counter. Grandma. It was like. <laughs> Oh, I was like, Grandma, I was like, are you reading? Like, what are you reading? And she was like, oh, it's nothing. It's just like a few, like, you know, non-fictions. I was like, bitch. I was like, don't lie to me like that. I was like, oh, I was like, what's it about? She was like, business. I was like, I fucking bet. I know. What kind of business is your grandma in? For real. I was like, God, I guess grandpa and grandma are getting freaky in old age, I guess. Whatever. But... So I eventually told her, I was like, Grandma, I've read these books. Like, I know what they're about. And she was like, oh, my God, don't tell anybody. And I was like, <laughs> like that circles back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Like, right. There was this connotation that women had to hide what they were reading and like this, the sexuality and like what we're really doing behind closed or open doors, yeah. whatever. And then like, right, that conversation, it's that that moment where you're like, no, I've read it. And they're like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's like right, and that's kind of how this this industry blew up with the romance. Is like finally people started being like, "Oh, I've read it, and it's great. It's a great book." Yeah, and people have sex, and sex is a part like consensual, safe sex is like a normal part of life. Like it's okay that you want to read it. It's okay that you want to write and about. You find it, it enjoyable, and yeah. you find it a turn on. Or there's nothing wrong with it. And I told her I was like, "Grandma, I've read these books. I know they're about." And she's like, "Don't tell anybody." And I was like, "I'm not gonna tell anybody." And she was like have you had to Google any of the words? Like, she was like, she was like, like, I've had to Google what some of these things mean. And I was like, oh, grandma. I was like, I was like, TMI. I would have been like, okay, like this conversation is open enough. Let's just end it here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know what you were having to Google or any of that nature. Like, please don't. Or what you tried last night with grandpa. (laughs) Don't. But yeah, so, and then it was just, I don't know. I just felt like, I think that the one of the greatest things about this community is that it gives like women and men, if you read it, a freedom to be like, I enjoy this. I enjoy writing it. I enjoy everything about it. And there's nothing wrong with it because it's normal and healthy. And so like, yeah, I just love, I love it. I love. I do too. It's great. It's such a great thing anyways. But yeah. And then my grandma found out that I wrote these books and she was like, oh god. and she calls me tootie fruity like that's like her nickname for me she's called me that since I was a kid and uh she's like I cannot believe that you are writing these like dirty books and I was like grandma don't read them I, was like, don't. <laughs> I do I've actually started ask- asking clients now like hey does your family read these like <laughs> right because there's so many pen names and it is amazing how many are like no like my husband doesn't even know I write oh or uh, others are like oh my husband reads them and like you we know, actually have a friend content. who <laughs> we have a friend who is actually a kindergarten teacher and nobody her husband knows but nobody neither like her parents don't even know that she wrote these books right yeah. like no one knows anything about it but then we went live on instagram for her release her book release last week and 
two teachers that she works Saw with. Her. <laughs> She got busted with drugs. But they found her from her reel. And of course, her reel was talking about getting eaten out on a ballet bar from her book. (laughs) Uh, See, it's easier just to have the conversation be like, look, you know, I write these books. But I get, I mean, I get it. Whatever works for everyone. And like for me as an editor, and I'm sure most editors work this way, I'm like, you know what, as soon as you come to me and you give me your manuscript, it's like doctor patient confidentiality. I'm like, I don't discuss who you are. I don't discuss who your real name is, what your real job is. If you're not a full-time author, like your book goes nowhere, but me and my proofer, like it's confidential. Yeah, exactly. Say what you need to say, like, and anything you can and say is like it will not be used against you in a court of law promise. I mean and not to be like the meme that's everywhere but truly is in my case where I'm like chances are when you tell me I'm not even gonna remember anyway so like <laughs> I really oh, I, mean, I love you no, I've got awesome. better things to worry about than like what your real job is and your real name is and yeah like well my okay so my dad is so like okay so my husband doesn't read but he knows I do it and then like my dad like my whole family knows this is what I do I write under a pen name mostly just because I just wanted to keep my real life and like my author life separate because I came from a really small town and I didn't want like somebody being like oh did you hear what she's doing she's writing them old dirty like I didn't want like somebody's grandma stumbling upon him and <laughs> you know whatever but like I, I know what you do behind oh yeah oh, like yeah whatever so I kept them separate but my dad right is so supportive I would I would I would literally claw his eyeballs out if you ever read them but he um is really supportive but he wears this shirt he has this shirt made and it's like he tells me all the time he's like oh you write those porn books you're in the porn industry and I'm like cover books I'm like, dad, please don't say that. So I got this shirt made and it says my daughter is in the porn industry. And I was like, dad, what are you doing? It sounds like you're out there being filmed banging. I know. I'm like, dad, (laughs) what are you doing? He even wants to be a cover model. Oh no, my dad, bro. (laughs) My dad is a trip. Yeah, I would probably, I would probably kill him if you ever read him. He has all of them and he's so supportive. And I'm really appreciative because we've talked to authors who, have like don't have that support from their family like they're right okay with that and so it's like even though my dad can be a little over the top with his supportiveness I'm glad it's there because I would hate for it to be like because I do think it's like what you said it's like with anything in our world going on right now there's still closed-minded people yeah in the recesses of towns states countries that aren't like accepting of it so I get it so I want to ask, so, I mean, obviously I know you edit, but do you, do you free read like, you know, from, you know, and stuff like that? I'd like to say I do, but I've gotten so busy. My free reading is like dwindled. Yeah. Like I've, I've let the blog go um, for a couple. I mean, it's still there, but cause I still want to reserve the right to read and review and whatnot, but two things like I'm kind of out of time and second like this sounds shitty and it sounds like an an ass I'm an asshole which I mean I kind of am but (laughs) I don't want to review everybody I edit yeah and I I too and it's not like a slam against any client or anything but like as soon as I start to say something 
where an unbiased reviewer would say something that needs to be fixed. I feel like as soon as I say that, somebody's like, well, you're the editor. Why didn't you fix it? Yeah. Or why didn't you tell them to fix it? Or so it just got to be like a weird line as an editor and reviewer. Well, yeah, I feel like- But there's still some books that I'm like, holy shit, people need to hear about this book. Like it needs to be screamed from the rooftops and everyone needs to know about it. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, I feel like as an editor, I mean, yeah, like you're, you know, you're editing and you're helping like make sure plot holes are not there and like helping them with that kind of thing. But I feel like there's a line of like, you can't necessarily like their creative freedoms that they want to do, like you can give them options, but if they want to keep it that way, that's like their prerogative. And, exactly. You know, and if that's not something you like, that's like, fine. like you have to be unbiased when you're editing it. Like you can't just be like, oh, I don't like this. So I need you to change it. It's like, that's what you want to do creatively. And that's that's one of the biggest things about an editor and why I don't review, like it could be a great book and just not like my cup of tea. Like. Exactly. And I think it's that's just true. not my style. So if I review it, say that. I don't know. It just sounds bad. Well, I think that the fact that you're able to do that is like a testament to like talent that you have (laughs) being able to separate those two things. So congratulations on your part for that. Thanks. It was a hard work. (laughs) So, um, it was really hard to not do something. See, (laughs) I I mean, I think it is hard to not do things sometimes. I'm an impulsive person sometimes. So, okay, Stevie, do you want to ask a few questions before I go off on more questions? Go ahead. You can keep going. No, go, I got, go, 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 go. I talk go. too much. Go. I no, I want our, you to keep talking. I listen to our podcast. I was like, like, I don't have any questions. I was like, I listen to our podcast. I'm like, Jesus, Stevie, just like cut in. Tell me to shut up. Like, well, talk. The worst part was this the other night we had um, Liza James on and I had it was thundering and lightning here with the storm and I got my internet cut out so MJ was left <laughs> to do a whole episode by herself which is funny. I mean I think she got it handled oh yeah because I could literally fill up a room with hot air like I mean I talked to the wall so I mean it's not like I could not do it but I felt bad and I kept telling people I was like listen Stevie's internet's out that's why she's not communicating <laughs> it's not because I'm like talking way too much um, and I like it. Stevie's the only one with like the real setup with like the mic and like. Oh yeah. And well, I feel like you're in like the sound room and everything. And here we are just shooting the shit. Like I know. the sad thing is she used to have a microphone, but it broke. <laughs> I was like fuck it. I think I have. Well, I probably have one. one. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, if I return to this, watch me pull out a vibrator or something by accident. Like oops. <laughs> We're gonna go there. Look, I have one of these little like handheld ones, so I can be like, "That's the one we had. Those are the original ones we had." But it got tangled, and I got fucking tired of it. So I was like, "Yeah, look at this. This cord is like that is the exact one we used to have. For real, it's like (laughs) twenty feet long. Where am I gonna go with this thing? (laughs) Like Jesus, to the bathroom. In case, yeah. Like, excuse me, I'm gonna go take a shit. You don't mind if I just take you along? Oh my god! Holy shit! Okay, so um, when you were when you were reading, what would you say was like your preferred lane, like genre, trope, that kind of thing? Um, So anybody that I edit for, just like fast forward or skip through this section. Um, But I still like I love Rockstar. I love Rockstar books. Mm -hmm. 
you can't go wrong like you look the like, original you look like somebody a rock star would pick out of a crowd <laughs> dead ass i saw your finger tattoos and i was like this bitch is badass i like her. you know what i'm the type of person that would be fucking mortified if i was picked out of a crowd you don't look like it i would be mortified like i'm that chick like i was just in uh vegas you know and like booked shows and i'm like okay middle 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 because they can't pull you out of the crowd when you're in the middle of a row in the middle <laughs> i plan that shit just in case just in case. yeah no you are not pulling me out nope oh, okay what were we talking about though okay, oh continue. i love rock star i don't think i've read a bad rock star like sd stevens her original oh, series <laughs> So good. So soon as she said that, I was like, I know exactly what word she's gonna say next. <laughs> um, Samantha Tally, like weathering the storm, like come on, come it. on, those are so good, so good, so good. Um, so yeah, you can't. So now, like any clients watching are like, okay, rock star. Which is funny, also, like, we keep talking about the tattoos. I also love tattoo books, because oh, yeah. they're just always, like, badass. But come on, like, I, I have a lot of tattoos. None of my artists are, like, hot. Same. I'm like, where are these hot artists that everyone's <laughs> writing about? The same. Oh, my God, we're the same person. Same. I'm like, I have pretty wide open taste, but I'm like, what? None of my artists have ever been these hot dudes in this book ever ever and it's like, rock stars yes i get i get it i get it but like the hot tattoo like and it's like not even just one hot tattooer because you know it's like a series like the whole oh, parlor yeah. this entirely <laughs> like all tattoo they're hot the the receptionist is a chick and she's hot she got some she gets, she gets yeah and hooked. she's piercing everyone and she's yeah. like i'm like have you seen my piercer like not yeah no Listen, I oh my god, no! Look, my piercer, he's he's not awful looking. And God forbid if you ever heard this, because uh, he's hilarious <laughs> and he would probably make fun of me if I go back in there. But he is not horrible looking, and the guys that work in his shop are actually pretty good looking. Well, good for You're you. You're the exception. I'm not even kidding. Yesterday, I actually googled hot tattoo artists because I, I wanted to just see like a picture. We had and one. It was we, all like Shutterstock pictures. We have yeah. a tattoo artist here who was on Ink Masters, but he is not good luck. Good looking at I all. Watch, I watch Ink Master and I can count on like one hand, I think maybe three that I'm attracted to on every single season. Like None. all together. Even you remember then, Halo? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. That's who, he, that's who I'm talking about. I know He's from. I mean, I'm like, I, I know I'm not like this hot piece of ass. I get that. I know that. Like I recognize that. <laughs> but I'm like, how many people are writing about like, damn, my editor, she is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I had like when I think editor about, romance. <laughs> talking about that made me want to. Okay, so what I was thinking about when I got when I got up uh, when I was getting pierced in a certain area, I was thinking about my piercer and I was like bro there's no way in hell like I don't understand and if I think about it I was like oh my god you could totally like swap that and make it like a great romance like a great meet you but I was just thinking about right like, how it was just not it it was just not there like an OBGYN romance yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes like so I went in for my pap smear yeah oh my god I like seen that just doesn't work I've never 
read one. I think I've read maybe like two of those and I don't think I've liked either of them. Mostly just because like, when I'm- No offense if somebody's written that. Oh yeah, absolutely. No offense. I mean, it's your prerogative. And if you like them, go off. I just, I literally don't because I just, when I think about it, I think about it in such like a clinical way. Like when I go to the OBGYN, I'm nervous as fuck. I'm like- do I shave? Do I not shave? <laughs> right. I remember as a teenager being like, what is proper protocol for this? this shit, <laughs> right. And now I'm just kind of like, fuck it. They probably see worse than what I've got. So me not being shaved is going to be okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny being an editor has actually taught me that where I'm like, cause my neighbor, I just discovered reads romance. She's one of those that hasn't really like talked about it. And she's like, Oh my God, you're an editor. And she's like, started asking me all the questions like do you still get turned on like reading them and like (laughs) you know and I'm like no like (laughs) I am like the OBGYN like I go in I do my job I go home like well I work from home but you know I'm like I 100% now get like piercers piercing like genitals and like OBGYN and like once you've seen it all you're just like eh, shaved unshaved wrinkled unwrinkled like circumcised uncircumcised like yeah you're just like bro whatever next and I mean I it doesn't sound I mean that sounds really shitty when I I don't mean that like I love my job and I love editing and I love getting into the story but like if you're handling a really dicey subject like because I get a bunch of authors like ah this my book's violent and I'm like (laughs) okay I think it'll be fine. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I, I literally love, I love that so much. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah. Um, what would you say? I know that you don't have a lot of free time reading, but what would you say your last five-star read was? Um, hold on. Let's open up, let's open up a browser here. See, this is why I was sitting on my iPad because I was like, I know you guys are gonna ask me something where I have to like <laughs> get out on the computer. <clears throat> five-star read see and this is where I, this is where I struggle with reviews because all my clients are like is it mine is it mine is it mine um like white chomping at the bit waiting listening to this part like I bet you better say mm-hmm. my book <laughs> if not she's fucking fired I will never come back to that bitch again <laughs> see and this is where I have a hard time when people are like what's your latest five-star because I'm like I don't know. Is it funny? Is it whatever you want? Whatever you want. Whatever your last five story was. If you want to do multiples, that's fine too. I have to say, Marley Valentine's Unforgettable is probably the the one that's sticking in my head, like without any thought behind it. Yeah, I haven't read that. I'm gonna have to read it. I don't even know if it's released yet. Unforgettable by Marley Valentine. And that's another thing, like, because people will say, well, what do I need to write for you to like it kind of question? And I don't, sometimes you just can't put your finger on it. It's the same as a reader, right? Sometimes you just love a book and you can't even say why. Like, was it the writing? Was it the scene that just connected with you? Was it the characters? Was it, and, you know, sometimes you just connect and there's not like a pinpoint reason on it. It just is. And And that's that's like- that's the beauty of it. It's the beauty yeah. of reading. It's the beauty of writing and like creating things is that, and I, I mean, obviously I just feel like a lot of, 
I feel like for me personally, not speaking for all authors, but for me personally, I mean, I think that you have to allow your ego to be checked a little bit. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, you need to have like, you need to go read all of your one star and two star reviews or anything like that. I'm just saying that like, when you're in the process of writing, like not everything you write is going to be like the best shit that you've ever written in right. your life. Right. And so it's and like, no matter what people are going to hate it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like when it goes to an editor or, you know, if you go do an alpha or a beta or something like that, and they give you honest feedback where it's like, I don't know if this scene is like reading the way you want it to. I feel like you have to like check your ego and be like, okay, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not reading the way that I am intending it to read. It's not saying that your right. entire career is trash and you're an awful author. It's just saying that like- <laughs> And you're, don't forget, and you're an awful person. Exactly. It's like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this one part in here is not coming across the way I think you want it to. Right. And, and I think that this is one of those careers where you have to really just be in check, like, and allow yourself to have feedback. And I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I can handle, I can handle criticism. I can handle feedback. And it's like, can you though? Like, if I tell you, I don't but like. Don't you think it's funny also, like our industry is also like introverts and book nerds and whatever, like that wasn't out on a pedestal or a podium or anything growing up like right we were like and here we are putting our hearts and blood and sweat and tears into this book for people to tear apart I always think that's so ironic oh I know right it's like let me just like let me just work my my ass off and then you just like Like, take the shyest people in the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no but I think it's just like it just proves like how much love how much love you have for the career like for like the process of it and all that stuff but yeah, I have like friends who um, I I do I only alpha for like two people because I'm afraid to alpha for other people because they're like oh I can handle criticism I can handle it and I'm like but I don't know if you can like I'm not saying that you're I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna like be like oh this whole book is trash you're an awful author and you're terrible as a person I'm not gonna say that but like your I, dog is too yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. and reviews like, there are some reviews that genuinely come for people I know an author and I'm not gonna say her I'm not gonna say her name but I know an author who they got CPS called on them because they write dark romance and there was like some like violence that doesn't make people. any sense to me Somebody I've heard that several yes. times, actually. And I was like, you're joking. And they're like, no, swear to God. And I was like, what? And like, you read some reviews and they like come for like their children and their, their husbands. And I'm like, you know, see, that's, exactly, I'm see, like, that's exactly why I see why people have a pin name. And like, I'm just a fucking editor. Like, I'm nobody. I'm like, people don't even know who the hell I am. I still don't post anything personal on social media because I'm like, all it takes is that one crazy person to be like, that bitch missed a period in that book. I am coming after her. For real. Like, I don't, and I, the I don't need that shit. Yeah. And the <laughs> internet gives them the prerogative to do that. Like gives them the ability to do that, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I keep most of my things, like if it's like pictures of like my family or something like that, like I'll do like their neck down (laughs) or like the back of them only, like the only pieces of anybody, like they've only seen me fully. Right. And I won't do anything else. Like fully, like we've seen you nude. I mean, no, (laughs) not nude. (laughs) So hold on. I got to Google. You guys just talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Not definitely not nude, but I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't put it past me to be honest. I have no shame at all whatsoever but yeah no 
that I'm like the only person. And that's the other thing. Like I advise new authors too, where you say like, oh no, it's an open book. I have nothing to hide. But I'm like, it can get really ruthless. And I'm like, the thing I tell people is you signed up for this. You did. Your kids didn't. Your husband didn't. Your parents didn't. Your siblings didn't. And these people will pull all that shit out of the woodwork. Like it's, yeah. it just is like, you're the only one that signed up for this. And I just don't, it's just insane to me that the books have that much power for somebody to be like, I'm going to go after her kids. <laughs> like, yeah. You no, know, she didn't have this character end up with who I wanted her to end up with. And it's like, I've actually, that's happened to a lot of people, broke. the CPS. And that's insane. like petrifying. Yeah, it's insane. And I know that she made like this post about how um, like what she writes is like not who she is, you know, like, yeah, I write about these people that, you know, kill people and, you know, have like all of these insane traumas and go through these crazy things like in the mafia world. But I'm like, an, I'm like, a, I'm a stay at home mom who like has never done anything like that in my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a wild night out for me is I went to Walmart after nine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I just think that sometimes there are some people who have a really hard time of like distinguishing between like the author and the books that they write and like that kind of thing. And yeah, it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I mean, it's also, it's like, we all watch the Netflix murder documentaries. We all do. Like, you are a fucking liar if you tell me you haven't sat down and watched, Googled every murder documentary yeah. on Netflix. But, like, just because we're all watching it, like, I'm sorry, we're we're watching it in our penguin flannel pajamas and, like, <laughs> with a face mask on, you know? Like, <laughs> eating, po- like, eating popcorn and, like, Skittles. Yeah. Like, I'm um, eating mini wheat so I can stay regular. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, we were on, we were on a podcast. Does not mean I'm a badass bitch? Like, <laughs> I, we were on a podcast with Deanna Darling. And I think she made one of the, the really, like one of the best comparisons I'd ever heard. And I think that a lot of people should like hear is that, so like when you write romance and if it's like darker romance or whatever it's like we're not promoting like it's like sometimes when you put dark elements into a book right people are like oh you're romanticizing you're promoting it promoting it right and it's like no and I have like a whole fucking shelf of like horror shit on this side and it's like nobody comes at Stephen King for like promoting somebody see and that's where I get confused where people like slam these authors like the CPS thing like how is that any different than a horror book or movie exactly and nobody's promoting that and it's like for documentaries and stuff like that when everybody everybody's watching those and it's like we're not they're not promoting you to go out and fucking kill people they're like telling you about it right we're trying to figure out like the mindset exactly exactly and I, that, I think she made a really, that was really cool what she said about how like, you know, like people read these horror books and like nobody's saying that they're promoting it, but it's like, if you involve dark elements in your book and like the romance around those things, then you're promoting your, to like go out and marry. Side them. note about Miss Darling. Okay. I hope she listens to this and I hope she doesn't remember this. She kissed my feet in, Ve- in the last Vegas signing. Just saying. Oh my God, what? <laughs> like literally yeah I was wearing my Crocs that had hot dogs in one shoe and tacos on the other shoe oh 
god. And she was like, I, I think it was the tacos. She's like, I love tacos. And she was on the ground kissing my, my tacos. I love her. She's such a, she's such I a, love her too. She's great. She's great for real. Well, another funny story for her that's not as embarrassing is that she kissed my feet in the middle of a nightclub in Vegas. Um, <laughs> she's actually like the most chill person I've, well, probably not the most, but she is one of the most chill people I've ever met. When she did Vegas, well, it must have been 2019 because it was the last one. Um, she came from Canada and her books didn't make it. <gasps> and somehow, I can't remember the details. So people like, forgive me for, for forgetting the details, but somehow like they went to California and oh, wow. she literally paid a yellow taxi cab company to drive her book <laughs> from California to Vegas. She was like, ah, it's fine. Like okay. it was either yellow cab or Uber. I can't remember that, but like literally just did like a ride share or something to drive all her boxes of books to Vegas to make it for the signing. So she had books to sell. I literally love her. And she was so chill. Like, I was like, aren't you freaking out that they're not going to like drive off with your books or. Yeah. And she was like, eh, you know, and I'm like, oh. I, I love her. And I think she's like one of the, I think she's so, I don't know. I think she's like a very genuine person. So she is. Like, she's nice and she's very humble with like what she's done. And so I think that I love her. I just, I genuinely just. Adore I do her. too. Yeah. She's a good, so, she's good people. For real. And I think, and I love the fact that this in community has like introduced me to people like that. Cause sometimes it gets a bad rap. Of course it does because it's like anything else in the world, but there are like good people and there are like genuine yeah. connections that you can make in this, in this community. Like, for example, like Stevie, who I love with my whole soul. And I made like, I never would have thought I was going to be doing a podcast with somebody. Well, this <laughs> yeah. thing came out of um, COVID and the pandemic. <laughs> I think I was drunk. Podcast. A lot of 4 a.m. phone calls. I think I was drunk when I said yes, I think. So I think you conned me into it. And been <laughs> drunk since then. I, yeah, I've been, I've been intoxicated since. <laughs> drunk the whole pandemic. The whole thing. Oh my God, the pandemic. All right, okay. Stevie, now ask questions because I've asked a shit ton. Um, what attracts you to a book cover? Or Well, to a book. The cover, the board, or a recommendation? I... <sighs> see that's such a that's a good question because right the saying don't judge a book by its cover yeah we all do I 100% do I think the saying is a more metaphor I don't I think the saying came out of judging people rather than an actual book yeah. so I hate that saying because we absolutely do like you get any kind of marketing mail or anything like that or like Stevie just asked, we all ask that, like what attracts you? What makes you pick up a book that you've never heard of or read? And for me, it's a hundred percent the cover. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a cover whore. It's fine. And it's not even, it's not even like it has to be the hottest cover. Like I love, um, I don't know if you guys, Colleen was just talking about this, but like, look how it's oh, just beautiful. Yeah. It's just a cool cover. Like yeah. I just love cool covers. It doesn't have to be sexy or anything. Yeah, I and I talking about this before we rec started recording because I bought um, a series that is Disney retellings 
but it's PG-13 version, and the covers are stunning. Yeah. See, it's all about that. And I always tell authors, don't skip on your editor or your cover designer. Like, don't, because that those two categories will make you or break you. Yeah. And I mean, I... I don't know like I mean like I literally am the worst for like just scrolling through Instagram and I see like a really pretty book cover and I'm like add to cart buy it add to cart and I have I there's one that I joke about all the time and like Claire Contreras is going to come on this podcast and be like the fact that you haven't read it is making (laughs) me angry but I literally (laughs) was scrolling and it was when her fables and other lies came out and it was all over my Instagram because people were like promoting it right and I saw that cover and I was like bro I'm gonna go buy it I have not read the blurb I don't know what it's about I don't see and that's what I was gonna say like Instagram right you see the cover I don't even read the fucking captions lately like (laughs) see what the blurb is and I'm an editor like I'm supposed to be reading that stuff but I'm like pretty picture bye for real that's me that's literally me I don't even it's like that TikTok sound I don't know if anybody else has heard it but there's a book TikTok um sound that says what do we say when you don't want more book add to cart (laughs) add to cart (laughs) so true and my my husband is he hates me because like I'll be like, oh, you know, like I want to go to, you know, Barnes and Noble or like Books a Million or whatever. And that's where I'll, I'll buy like my, um, like my horror or like my fiction ones is like Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. And I'll go and I'll buy like a bunch of books and he'll be like, all right, so that's the books for this month. And I'm like, yeah. And then like two no, weeks later, this week. and then I'm like two weeks later, there's like an entire Amazon truck delivering yeah. like a shit ton of books <laughs> to no, me. No, no, it's just books. It's fine. Yeah, and he's like, what did you buy? And I was like, oh, it's books. I got more books. And he was like, we just went to Barnes & Noble. What did you buy? And I was like, more books. But you know what's sad about that is like, I can say being on the back end, back end, back end, back side. I've edited some really, really, really fantastic books. And yeah. right, it comes out and I see the cover and I'm like, no. Oh. Like, I would never have picked it up. And, yeah. right, for me, it's hard to market that and advertise it because I know everyone's looking at, at that cover being like, really? That's a good book? Yeah, because, I mean, people do, you know, they look at the cover. Because like, if you take time to, like, make sure that your product is good on the outside and then it's good on the inside, people are more willing to give you a chance if, like, the cover mm-hmm. is really nice, right? Because I feel like it's the complete package. If you're just giving it half-ass on the inside and or just on the outside, like, people see that. Yeah, and I hate nothing. I have, like, a book on my shelf right now, and I, it's in, I'm not saying it out loud, but I have a book on my shelf that had, like, the most amazing cover I've ever seen in my whole life. I bought it. I bought, like, a whole series, <laughs> and then I read it, and I was like, I hate this book. Right. I, I genuinely hate this book. And I was like, and I don't want to hate it because these covers are beautiful. And I would love to just be like, hey, everybody go read this. But I'm like, oh, then but I, I hate it. <laughs> then I'm lying. Then I am lying. So um, walk me through like, okay, so you get a manuscript. Okay. Walk me through like a day of the editing process. So to be completely honest, I've never ever talked to another editor and asked for their process. Yeah. So I don't know if mine's like totally backwards or screwy or half-ass or what. And I know a lot of clients are like, it seems like you do this backwards. <laughs> but I, yeah, because I, I have I have like two clients that obviously I won't say names that are like, I can't handle your type of editing because it's just backwards. 
but like for me I have to go through and clean it up of like all the like little things that are obvious like periods commas misspelled words just like the little typos because for me when I'm reading it and trying to get the big picture and trying to get the plot holes in the content like those trip me up like I'm stuck like I keep like I, I, as I described it to somebody, it's like I, I'm walking along trying to get to the grocery store, but I trip on every crack on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. So it's taking me like three times as long to get to the grocery store. Yeah. Um. So like when people are like, oh, can you give me my first round, the first round back? I'm like, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally going to be like, I'm picking up your typos. But that's just the way like my brain works. I can't focus on the big picture until I have all the little I like to call it the dirt picked up yeah well I mean I think that's a good process I don't think that's backwards I think it's a good process. um and I know I've been doing this for you I was like the trendsetter on this totally <laughs> not true but um I've been listening to books for years yeah as I edit because um and because now Microsoft Word makes it super easy too but it didn't used to be so easy but there's so many typos you catch just by listening yeah just by listening and I'm reading at the same time fixing it too but um so I always do a listen round always 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 and I have to work it from the back to the front if I have time I could never read a book backwards not literally like backwards but like I'll take like the epilogue chapter 50 chapter 49 chapter 48 yeah I couldn't do that my brain would be like it's (laughs) that was it has to be the final round like after you already know the story because that's where you miss like the plot holes like you'll miss like well she was wearing green shorts in the beginning of the scene and now she's wearing a purple skirt like you don't catch that but us as human beings as readers as we do everything in life. We rush through the beginning or we're slow in the beginning and then we rush to finish it. Like, right. When it's, we're hitting the climax, we're like, uh, hurry up and finish reading so I can see what's happening. Yeah. And I'm telling you, most of your errors are at the end of, in like your last third, last quarter of your books. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's like, cause we're rushing in. You're at the end. You're like, ah, I'm almost done. You know? Yeah. And as the reader, you're like, I just want to finish and see what happens. And like, so I've started like, actually, I haven't just started that. I've always tried to read the back and go forward. So like while my mind is fresh, I'm yeah. starting at the part where the author's mind is usually the most rushed. That's legit. I love that. See, I love that. That's awesome. And you talking about green shorts and purple skirt made me think of, okay, so my editor, I love her, but she like, there was this book I wrote. And I had them like, uh, like they had an argument and it was like, she was in a t-shirt and underwear. Okay. When they were having this disagreement and then like throughout the, the scene, like she ends up leaving and it's like snowing outside. And my editor was like, and it's near the end of the book. My editor was like, um, you had her leave in a t-shirt. She's and, in underwear. And she has no shoes on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I need to fix that. And she was like, yeah, unless you want your readers to like slaughter you for having her leave the house and but like- it's funny you say that because I have one client that um she writes on the shorter side of stories and like I'll try to go and fix those but she's like no no because to me it's just common sense 
that you slip that in and I don't want to waste time describing that like that's just not her style yeah like and I'm like totally get it but like I have to make that note every time I pick up her book like she's not the author that's going to describe like I walked to the door I opened the door like it's obvious she opened the door she didn't walk through the door yeah and I mean and I feel like um I I feel like a lot of like uh writing in general like when you're like I guess learning to write or whatever they teach you ways to like shorten the amount of sentences that you use by doing that kind of thing because it's obvious that like she reached for this and then obviously it's obvious that she picked it up so you don't have to like you know continue like the right you don't have to describe like I went and picked up the keys and I carried the keys to the car and I started the car like yeah exactly and we know you have the keys to start the car (laughs) at the same time my girl was in a t-shirt and underwear and no shoes so I feel like I I feel like it was necessary to like slip in somewhere that she had attached like pants to at least her bottom half before she exited but see that's where editors like as an author because we know you're writing in chunks like yeah you're writing a chapter here and a chapter there and writing in chunks and that's why I like to do the listening round because that's where we can find that consistency like so when I say listen I try to do it all in one sitting like I'll set a day aside where I know I am listening to this book all fucking day long yeah like so I can hear it from beginning to end and I can catch like what they're wearing and where they're at like oh wait this scene started inside and now all of a sudden they're at the grocery store how'd that happen like and you can't catch that when you're editing in chunks and writing in chunks and um so it's hard I mean I have a lot of clients being asking if they can send me books sorry I'm watching out my window because like there's a bunch of traffic on my street and I'm like what's going on out there people watching Um, yeah like (laughs) people watching while we're talking um but a lot of authors ask if they can send to their editors in chunks and I can see the plus with that but the drawback is that right none of us are catching that consistency then when you're sending us in chunks like that's great if you're sure you have your story in line and you're sure you have your consistent in your plot holes and everything's in place and we're literally just looking for typos at that point fine but we're gonna miss if there's blue eyes in the beginning and then it's green eyes in the end if I'm getting yeah a third of the book at a time and I mean I know I know some I know a few people who send like to have an editor like I guess it's like the only person they work with and uh, they send it like chapter by chapter so that by the time they're done, the whole book is like edited, right? And I think about that and I'm like, <laughs> I fuck, I could never because I get like halfway through the book and I'm like, I don't like this. I'm going to change like, like I get to a point where like my characters are completely different people. And like, I'm like, oh, and then I, what I put in this beginning portion is not adding up to this portion. I wanted to change that all. Yeah. And I get like an idea of like, oh, this would be a really cool plot twist, but I need to add like a little bit like of a detail, like in the front portion. And I mess with my manuscript so many times that I, phys- I could not do that. I couldn't because if you're sending it chapter by chapter, it's like, oh God, I can't go back and fix that because it's all edited already. And then you have to work with what you have. And my brain would literally, my, my brain would and like- I think, Cause people, you know, I, I are you guys in um, the inkers group? Yeah. Um, where people always are asking like for an editor. And I mean, I appreciate people like asking that and getting recommendations and stuff, but I'm also- I think an editor and an author relationship is such a personal 
thing that you can't just be like, my editor's awesome. You need to hire her. Like, for example, something like your editor stopped editing and you came to me, like we'd have to try it out because there's definitely styles that click and, and don't click. And I was literally just talking about this the other day where like, I, the, the, I don't have that many clients that are like, fuck you, I'm never coming back. But one of the common ones I get is I don't hold hands as much as some people like. Like, I'm just not, as I'm editing, I'm not going to be sending you texts and being like, oh my God, this scene is great. Oh my God, you know, I'm just, yeah, that's not. And I understand a lot of authors need that. They need the constant like feedback as I'm editing. And I'm, I'm like, I just need, let me get through your book and then we can talk about it. Yeah, for real. And I don't think there's any, but I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And no, it's just different styles. It's like, why are you two friends? Like, and it's like my editor does the same way you do, which like, I think is honestly like, uh, I really enjoy it because it gives my brain a break. Like, I know, like if she's constantly, like if she were to constantly be giving me updates, I'd be like, oh my God, like, I'm like, you're like, I'm stressing, you're stressing me out. It's stressing me out. Yeah. But I mean, but I, I also get a lot of authors are freaking out when they're not hearing from their editor. Like, oh my yeah. God, does it suck? Do they love it? Like, oh my God, she's not saying anything. And I totally respect that. And yeah. I'm just like, I, let me get through at least one round on your book and then like I'll let you know yeah yeah and that's, that's what she does she's like she's like if she's taking a little longer if like if it's a longer book she'll be like hey I'm like at this point of it um it should, it should be done like in you know within like whatever and I'm like okay cool and then I know that when she messages me like at the end like I'll have everything I need but it's kind of like a break for my you'll brain. have the feedback yeah, it's a break for my brain because it's like, here I am, I've been slaving over this for however long I've been writing it. I've been, you know, reading it over and over and over again. And then when I send it to her, I'm like, all right, now I can just wait. And now I'm just like, okay, I can breathe. Because I get that too. Because there's some like where I send an edit back and I don't hear back from the author. And I'm like, oh, fuck, did they not like the edits? Like, I haven't heard <laughs> anything. Like, yeah, so I get it because editors on the other side of the coin get the same way. Like, oh my god did they think it sucked are they happy and they're just like going through and it's in formatting and everything's cool like we all do it it's humans yeah well I want to change gears and ask about so tell me about like love in Vegas and like love and all of it holy shit where did it even where did you where did it start where did it come from tell me the deets so to circle back to naughty naughty mafia it was those four authors and I, after the first year, and I don't know the details, and I don't remember, that was like 10 years ago, but after the first year, they had made a group decision not to do it again, and Vegas was such a wildly popular location to do a signing that everyone was like, we need, we need more, we need more, and it's funny because then I was like, no way would I ever fucking host an event, like, <sighs> what a nightmare, it's like, <laughs> planning weddings times 10 it is stressful yeah and I just remember like vowing like I will never plan an event that those people are crazy like crazy respect for them but they are crazy and um it's the control freak in me when everyone was like well somebody's gonna do a Vegas signing and I was like fine I'll fucking do it because I'll be anal about everything (laughs) like down to where your team Yeah, so um, we changed the name because respectfully, like, that's their name. I think it's even trademarked. I don't remember. Um, But I didn't want to step on any toes and be like, I'm taking it over. Like, this is a separate thing. It's just, 
Vegas needs to carry on. Like the demand was there. Authors wanted it. Readers wanted it. Yeah. Um, so we did a few years of Vegas and then we were like, we should do more locations. And I'm trying to remember what the next one was. We did the Stanley Hotel here in Estes Park where The Shining was supposedly taking place. It wasn't filmed there. Yeah, I know I've been there. I've been did there. Did you go I, there when you were here? Yes, of course I did. Oh my God. Okay, first of all. Right? Me, Weren't you like that. disappointed? Cause you were like, wait a minute, this isn't, where's the hallway? I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> I, it was like, it was like something that I could check off my bucket list but it definitely didn't like add up to like the, uh, right and that's so we had the signing there and I kept warning everyone like this is just like the premise that Stephen King came up with like but yeah. you're not gonna see there's no maze here there's no like yeah, yeah. tiny tiny hotel like it was still a great signing it was small um and like Taryn Fisher and Colleen Hoover came out so and like T.M. Frazier I mean it was it was a lot of fun it was a great signing um we did Salem which again was kind of like I had never been there until we did the signing <laughs> my bad like I should go and visit locations um and like I was expecting a lot more witch stuff going yeah. to Salem um and it's not and like even talking to locals there they're like it's just a tourist thing yeah, like, yeah. but it was again I I can honestly say we haven't had like on my side, we haven't had a bad signing. I'm sure some people have been like, oh my God, that signing's terrible. Like whatever, can't please everyone. Yeah. Um, I actually want to think, say one thing. I think that would be cool. Salem, it was fun. Like they're all fun in different ways. Cause Vegas is like, I don't even know how many authors we usually have. 85, something like that. And like yeah. uh, the Stanley Hotel in Salem were like 20 authors. Mm -hmm. um and then we did queen mary literally right before lockdown last year like i remember flying home being like i hope i get home because this covid thing is blowing up yeah um and that was fantastic but the queen mary ship is 100 haunted i will tell you that right i like it it was haunted oh that's just dope. Little, it yeah it was cool but i like um Megan Quinn was there. She didn't even stay the night. She was like, yeah, I checked out. I'm down the street at the Hilton if you need me. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I did that at first when she told me, cause I was like, we hadn't even slept a night there yet. And she was like, yeah, I was in my room for like an hour. I'm peace out. I'm down the street. And I was like, yeah, Megan, you're funny. And like, dude, I slept one night. And the second night I checked out at two in the morning, went to LAX and was like, come out. Peace. Got change. Um. Huh? You there? Yeah. Okay, we can hear you. Okay, we can hear you. Great. Um, the AirPods keep dying. Uh, Queen Mary though was a fantastic signing. It's a great, great location to do one. Just but again, small hotel. <laughs> um, and that one was hard because again that was right it was february of 2020 and we had probably 15 authors pull out like the week before because yeah. of covid mm -hmm. 
So talk about a mad scramble, right? You're like, oh my God, we have all these tickets sold. And like, I, I would have pulled out if I wasn't the organizer, like I probably wouldn't have gone either. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any disrespect for the authors pulling out, you know, right on this cusp of this pandemic, this worldwide pandemic. Um, and I forgot the original question. <laughs> uh, you were going, you were talking about moving to different locations. Oh yeah. So we decided like the, the plan before the whole COVID thing is it's right. We'd have this huge Vegas, the huge signing, like 85 authors, tons of readers. And then we'll do a smaller, more intimate and in, like these smaller hotels, the Stanley, yeah. Queen Mary and everything. Um, our next one is Boulder. We're which going. is in April. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, yeah. I've never been to a signing before, so I'm nervous, but I'm excited. It'll be small um, just because it's on the smaller end. You guys have to come to the Vegas one. Um, we did the same. to do Vegas too. Yeah. You have to do that one. That one's. I'm going to tell you right now. Listen, it don't even matter if it's small because there's one author there. That it's just like, it don't matter if it was just. He's her. coming for Penelope. Coming for Penelope. Coming for Penelope. Oh, Penelope. Um, you're the first to say it, but we have, or hear it, but we, and I can't say who, so I, I'm sorry. I hate it when people tease, but we are in talks with like a huge fucking author, like a huge author that's, I've never seen at a signing. I've never. Oh my God. <laughs> like a huge, yeah, that awful. is we're about to secure for boulder and that's the reason i'm sure i don't know if you've seen but like people are like chomping at the bit for an author list for boulder and i'm holding yeah. out because i really want like you really want to make it yeah i want to secure this name and like put it out there so um the only reason i know penelope's going is because she released her um like her event list on her website of where she yeah. would be, right? And I don't care, like the committed yeah. authors, like it's not a secret. I'm just like- Waiting I to- I wanna get this name and like- Yeah. Cause it's Stevie, killing me. Cause I told Stevie, I was like, I wanna go to Love and Boulder because Penelope's gonna be there. She just released her event list and I have not, you know, like met her and I just genuinely, I just want to meet her. Well, like, she'll be in Vegas too, right? Isn't yeah. Penelope Douglas on the Vegas one too? I think this is the year she had to- skip vegas yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying she'll be in boulder and that was the yana i know will be in vegas yeah and i was yeah. like i want to go to meet her and stevie was like i don't and then they released a list for boulder yet and i was like bitch penelope Douglas yeah so if any authors are listening and are committed to boulder you're feel free to talk about it and and whatnot and also boulder was on still closed until just like two weeks ago yeah so I was also holding off because I was like, uh, I don't, I really just don't know the, the state of affairs and everything. So Boulder's in April, that'll be a smaller one. And then Vegas, we've obviously been putting the list out and we're still adding names to it. I've just been slower on doing the events because it's, I'd, we've had to reschedule Boulder. Boulder has only been rescheduled once. Vegas has been rescheduled once. Seattle has been rescheduled twice so far. Yeah. Um, but Seattle's not we're coming Vegas. to all three. Coming to all three, yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Seattle. I mean, it's like I, I mean, I did a lot of talking with Colleen and Susan, who is like Colleen's right hand, um, planning book bonanza, and like we're all tearing our hair out. Like, 
COVID's been hard on all of us in the pandemic, but um, as event planners, we have tens of thousands of dollars tied up into these venues and deposits and um, like commitments for hotel rooms checking out that we're responsible, like the group uh, room reservations don't fill and all this. And like when the pandemic hit, when I saw how it was coming back from Queen Mary last February, I, I immediately got on the phone with the Vegas, Vegas hotel, which was supposed to be in that October. And I immediately was like, we need to reschedule this. We, we need to reschedule this. And they're like, it'll be fine by October. This is all going to be fine. Everything's going to be open in like a month. Don't worry. And I was literally on the phone with Planet Hollywood every single month of 2020. Yeah. And they didn't let me reschedule until like August. Damn. And I was like, and I, they kept saying, I guarantee Planet Hollywood will be open. Everything's going to be fine. Planet Hollywood was not open when Vegas was supposed to happen. Yeah. And I was like, I told you, I was on the phone with them. And so I, I was rescheduling everything. It's been, long story short, it's been a very stressful year as any event planner. Um, just because when you call these venues trying to reschedule, they're like, nope, you're committed to this date and you've, you've paid the money and you will owe us this amount of money if you don't hold the event. Damn. Yeah, no. I wouldn't know. I mean, I commend you for being able to do it. I don't think that I would ever shit. My brain would literally like fucking come in on itself. And like I said, it's I've never been to stressful. I've never been to a signing before. So I'm excited to meet. She me. hasn't even signed at one yet. Cause she's still a new author. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Start putting your name out there. Like ah! the big thing with Vegas is we do, I try to do like, a quarter to a third new authors because I feel like that's the chance to like get out like I view Vegas more of a networking for everyone rather yeah. than the signing like this is your chance to like get your name out there meet other people in the industry that's why we're doing it socialize like yeah what Plus better place to do authors, it but Vegas exactly. half the authors on your Vegas one have been on the show already so. nice <laughs> yeah I know so we're nice excited. So it's going to be like a reunion for a lot of the authors that are going to be there. For real. I'm excited. It, it's, it's a good time. Um, what, what else was I going to say? Well, we were going to do something next and I forgot what it was. True question. Okay. So basically this is like the portion, this is like the end of our podcast, but we like to ask all of our um, guests, Shit. readers, non-readers, authors, non-authors, whatever you may be about trope questions, because it's, so that's the point of our podcast is tropes. So, what is it? What is like your favorite trope, like ever to write, read? Yeah, and I know you said rockstar romance, but like, do you have like a specific one? Mm. Man, throw some at me. Uh, go. Because all that's coming to mind right now is <sighs> enemy to lovers, which I love. Oh yeah, enemy I feel like lovers. it's. Friends I feel lovers. like it's all the rage right now. Friends to lovers, dark enemies romance, to lovers, friends to friend. lovers, brother's best friend, um, stepfather, like a uh, foster sibling, surprise okay. baby. I do like the the boss. I, I don't know. Maybe it's still enemies to lovers. <laughs> Just all comes down as an enemies to lovers. I'd have to it say surprise pregnancy is my least favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. Evie. 
and it's it's not that I dislike it. It's just like my least. I mean, let's face it; they're all predictable tropes, right? Like we all know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, but I don't. I don't know. Kids are annoying, so pregnancy ones just I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> same. I feel the same way. Like that's romantic. Ooh, when she loses her plug, gross. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's fantastic. Oh my god. Like, I'm gonna quote that for the rest of my life on this podcast. <laughs> should be that should be the clip for the um <laughs> for the teaser. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh my god. Like okay. new meaning to the water breaking, like <laughs> for real. <laughs> All right, so I don't know. Trump question go. Oh, what a, what's your least favorite trope? I guess you just kind of already answered We just that answered that. Losing um, the plug. <laughs> so if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? I want to be banging a rock star. For sure. I don't care what the trope is. Just, it can be the surprise pregnancy as long as it's with a rock star. <laughs> she does not care. She's not care as long as he plays the guitar and like, what are you so? Or the drums. Is it drummers, guitar? No, no, no. Listen, drummers are my favorite. Those are the ones I always would go for. So did you really read the Olivia Cunning series? She's another fantastic. I don't think she writes anymore. I think she's one of the authors I've not seen like disappeared. Like, yeah, I haven't read it. But look her up. C U N N I N G, Olivia. She is great. She's, she's from like Naughty Mafia like 10 years ago. Okay. Indie cool. rock star series. Yeah, I love me some Lisa Suzanne because she's got some really good rock. Like a whole like I am I am a diehard fan of hers and she already knows this. But I am uh, She's doing Vegas, isn't she? Yes. She her and I have already talked about this multiple okay, times. Okay, I was like, I'm not I didn't just like put a name on there. I did I did that once. I put an author's name on an event and they hadn't committed. <laughs> And you're like, my bad. Oops. Major party foul. Yeah, I I think my favorite, I mean, I don't think it's rock star romance. I don't have anything against it or anything. I just don't think I've read as many as other people. And she I think, wrote one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the, only, the only one, uh, and even that's not even like a full rock star romance, but it's fine. Anyway, he's like a musician. Anywho, so I think the only one that I can really come to mind that would be my favorite is Stoned by somebody i forgot her name fuck let me look it up i'm gonna say i don't i'm feeling now too you need to read the i keep telling you this ever since jay bankston was on here you need to read cake i know it's just i thought it i may have read that it's stoned by mandy beck oh mandy yeah i haven't read it but yeah i remember that coming out love that book I love that book I love that book my okay now book. I have to read it you guys yeah. are gonna make me start reading for fun again do it <laughs> need to we're good it. at that part it's probably yeah we are I'm a, I'm a great saleswoman let me tell you I am great at it <laughs> I, you're gonna sell ice to an Eskimo uh, she literally will sell authors on getting Scrivener oh yeah Scrivener needs to sponsor the fuck out of me I know good and damn well I've sold like 10 of those yeah, if you write on Scrivener, change your quotes and apostrophes. Thank you. Change your quotes into apostrophes? 
Because they make, I'm pretty sure that's the program that makes straight quotes and apostrophes. Where really they should be smart on well, fiction. I, in in my defense, I do. I mean, I try to make it as easy for my editor as possible. So what I do is I just like transfer. Like you can transfer the doc to a word. I'm telling you, we as editors don't care because we just do a global change. Because okay, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'll and I'm like, dude, it took me 10 seconds to okay. do a global change. I feel bad for you because you got to accept or reject all those. So <laughs> no skin off my nose. I don't care. It's okay. So anyways, um, but yeah, so you need to read that. It's a phenomenal book. However, um, and now MJ's going to guess your Zodiac sign. I don't do it. I don't want to do it. Well, uh, you have not been paying any attention if you cannot figure out my zodiac sign. Don't, don't, okay, first of all, now that's a lot of pressure. That's so much. Dude, go on to my Facebook page. I don't want to go look on your Facebook page because then I'm cheating. Okay, then guess. Okay. Um, (laughs) now I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. Um, okay. So, okay. So, oh God, I'm nervous. Okay. So I'm between two things. Okay. Yes, two. I think you're either a Virgo or a Scorpio. Me. What is it? Cancer. My birthday was yesterday. Oh my (laughs) fucking gosh! First of all, first of all, okay. Let me just let me point something out real quick. There is oh my god. There's no way I would have guessed a water sign ever. Not in a million years. No. Nobody ever guesses my sign. Actually, nobody ever guesses it right. The whole fucking chart before I would have even began. I'm so not a cancer. What's your moon in? I don't know. I'm going to send you this little link like I send everybody else. (laughs) Take this test. She's she's big on tarot cards and um, birth charts and spiritual. See, I I respect that, but I'm like, I don't, my personality doesn't ever fit in any of my like, like obviously, right? Yeah. So I've never followed because I'm like, that's not me. That does not. I think my parents lied on my birth date. However, I will tell you this, because I know that a lot of people feel that way, and I think it's a lot, a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't follow it, and I'm not saying that I follow it to, like, a religious cult following kind of thing, you know, but, um, no, like, if you do your whole birth, birth chart, like, you have every single, there's a sign for every single planet, and it's like, when you're born, it's like, this, it's like when you're born, the screen takes a screenshot, and it's like what it looks like when you were born, right, so, like, you could have, like, a cancer in your son and like a Virgo in your moon, and then like a Scorpio on your Mars, and like each planet represents a different piece of like your personality, or like the things that you affect, and how you react to certain things, so there could be different things that you identify with that you don't know, and that's why you can take your birth chart, and you can figure it out. Send it over. So, yeah, because I'm gonna take right <laughs> I'm now. I'm the year of the bowl on the Chinese thing. What did you say? I'm the year of the bowl. Oh my god. I I'm telling you right now cancer was the last thing on my mind I thought she See, was this is why I don't follow it I thought you were a Virgo I she think did really- my past life reading a couple months ago and I found out I was a man I think that you <gasps> should- I think I was a man oh we saw she was out to do hers now <laughs> yeah you do pimping me out bro no, I do I'm it. pretty. I wear men's clothes, so I feel like in my I past life I haven't quite like moved on, and I'm still yeah. wanting to wear men's clothes. Well, I mean, depending on what you, <laughs> depending on what you believe in that kind of thing. So I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, obviously. But my um, 
my grams, my aunt Lala, like my aunt Lala does it for a living. Like she's like a psychic medium and she like sells the tarot and she has her own little shop out of this like fucking RV and it's the coolest thing ever. And um, so I grew up with it like my whole life. So, I mean, basically like your past life reads, part of your life. Yeah. So it's like basically your past life reads are just like, it's like I'm opening the filing cabinet called the Akashic Records and like basically open the filing cabinet and just pick out one of the strands from one of those depending on what you believe or whatever but uh yeah I would love to do it I love doing people's past lives but like I like to know if you what you were like in, in the back in the day. I want to know my past life I'm excited about this part I will do it I will do it however um I'm so pissed off there's no way that was the Virgo energy I was feeling earth energy just feeling it damn it however it's fine anyways I'm a hard one to read though so yeah, well, I mean, well, maybe your ascendant sign isn't an earth sign, and that's why, because it was the first layer I was getting from you. Are you an emotional person? No, no, not. I don't think you don't look emotional, right? And cancers <laughs> are super. Well, I mean, I think it's like so. This is the thing people get cancers a bad rap. One of my best friends is cancer, and while she, yes, indeed, she is emotional because she's a water sign and they're very just like fluid with things, right? At the same time, cancers are pro- like water signs are probably one of the most like. I would say one of the most, uh, like one of the strongest signs because they're able to fluctuate their emotions in ways that like, like, okay, so like, say like somebody gives you like you're stressed, right? Say like somebody's like putting a lot of stress on you. Cancers are able to like, like water signs are able to fluctuate their emotions so that they're not like rooted in that the whole fucking time. They're able to like take- No, I just tell them to like, if you're stressing me out, back the fuck off. Yeah, you're able to take yourself out of that situation because you know you you know yourself and you know what it'll do to you if they're all up in your fucking business. So right. people give them a bad rap. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Cancer's I too am a water sign, so I get it. Fucking Pisces. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that is sadly the end of our podcast. You thought I was a Virgo or Scorpio. Okay, now I have to research this. Yeah. While we end our podcast. I thought you were a Virgo or Scorpio. So I think that your ascendant sign might be in one of those. Virgo is August, right? No, that's Leo. End of August, end of August, beginning of September. I'm a Leo. I'm beginning of August, end of July. I am a Leo. I am a fire sign, and I am be everybody's attention. Like all the attention needs to be on her. False. Yeah. See, that's not me. False. Okay, listen. We, we could have done this whole thing with the camera off, and I would have been totally fine. Oh, same. I would have too. I'm not, I see the Leo's get a bad rap too, because we're like, oh, you're sending attention and you think you're so beautiful. It's like, bro, I have crippling, crippling insecurity issues. So it's fake. I promise. I am going to fake it <laughs> shit till I make it. Okay. Like I promise it's fake. I really do hate myself on the inside. Um, anyways, I'll send nothing you nothing to hate. I'll send you a link and you can take your birth chart and you can see if you identify with certain planets versus others. So You'll see. all right um but that is sadly the end of our podcast thank you so much for joining us this was super fun and it was like a really thank nice you. change of pace because usually we're talking to authors but this was awesome it's fun um thank you for coming on and uh yeah we kind of hope that you have a kind of hope we hope you have a great day <laughs> and i, I kind of hope you kind of have an okay day <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um i hope the traffic um either slows down or picks up depending on your mood and you can keep walk more it kind of slowed down it stopped distracting me so much i was actually kind of watching to see if ups was going to stop here <laughs> more books 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So we hope you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks guys.